From the PSIA ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And today we're going to be talking bikes with Kevin Jordan and Jonathan Ballou, uh, specifically the Snowmass Bike School. Kevin, Jonathan, thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, George, for having us. Now, Kevin, tell us how the bike school came to be at Snowmass. Yeah, um, well, the bike school, it actually started, this is my 11th year, and it started with uh, me. I was the first bike coach and hired in there, and I used to do a lot of back-to-back winners, and uh, one of our, uh, the this woman, Sue Wei, actually runs the camp Aspen Snowmass program. She's like, hey, do you want to run the bike program? I said, okay, uh, is there a bike program? <laughs> and at that point, we didn't really have one. So uh, it started, you know, back in 2010. And in 2011, Aspen Snowmass actually partnered with Gravity Logic, which is a trail building company based out of Whistler. And they started to build trails. Um, and I can remember that first day that I saw like this, our first trail was uh, a black diamond flow trail called Valhalla. And I saw a tabletop being built from a little mini excavator. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we're building a bike park. <laughs> That's what's happening. Um, I was pretty excited about it. And now it's, uh, my 11th year and it's grown to, we have a staff of 36 coaches, 37, if you actually include uh, me as well. So it's definitely grown significantly year after year and um, this year it's actually it's very busy in the bike park and uh, our saying is you know bikes are busy so now, Jonathan Kevin just said two words that uh, really piqued my interest here as well as many others that did but very busy ski season got shut down early um, obviously for COVID and uh, very busy in the bike park. How is that happening with uh, all the spiking and everything? How are you handling the crowds? Oh, great question. Um, well, I'll say this. When we shut down, we weren't sure what to expect. So we actually planned for a significant decrease in business like the rest of the universe did. Um, and that's just not at all what happened. Um, uh you know, I think there's a few things going on here, right? Um, we've got um, people who are would normally be elsewhere, but they can't go somewhere else, either because they can't fly, they don't want to fly, they're not comfortable going somewhere else, or the border's closed. So they go somewhere other than that. Or maybe they go to the beach or they go to Disneyland, and those are not as either not open or not as appealing uh, because of the current environment. Whereas fresh air, mountain environment, socially distanced sports um, are attractive and in general socially distanced, which even dense in Aspen is not dense in, say, L.A. or New York. Right. Um, so we and it, it, that, that's that's backed up by also our rentals. You know, when you look at the, the actual business in, in any mountain, any major mountain town like this one or Vail or anywhere else right now, what you see is a steamboat is people are going to the mountains and they're renting places for longer. They're not coming into the weekend. They're coming into the season or they're relocating to their second home. So there are people here doing, and, um, another piece to this whole thing would be, you know, with the, the, the whole, um, pandemic in the environment, um, large social gatherings, which dominate summer mountain towns 
uh, are really not happening. Example being asking me festival. Uh, I'll use local examples, but these exist everywhere else too. Food and wine festivals, the Keystone Food and Wine, the Vale, the, the Aspen one, the, the, the Steamboat one, those are, they're all not happening. So people are here looking for things to do and they're turning to the outdoors more than ever because not only is it, well, that's what you should do because that's healthy and awesome and it's great to be out in the mountains, but it's safe and it's, it's something you can do socially distanced, even socially with other people. Uh, Kevin, uh, Jonathan's talking about socially distanced. We've got to have safety for our guests as well as our staff. And you've got coaches that are out there working with guests on lessons. Uh, tell us about the products you're offering and, and how you keep people safe. Yeah, great question, George. So, you know, the mountain biking itself, because it's outside, uh, lends itself to uh, being socially distant. In some ways, like the, the wheelbase from your front hub to your rear hub is about six feet so we've always said you know make sure you're socially distancing and <laughs> staying like at least one to two bike lanes away from each other um, but we do operate using a gondola which is an enclosed space so how we've done it is um a couple things one in all the products that we're offering we offer private lessons some group lessons um, some kids group lessons and how what we're doing is we're asking every guest to get health screened so every guest that goes out with a coach gets their temperature checked and asked, you know, a series of questions, whether they've been exposed or if they're feeling any of the symptoms and they get asked that every single time they ride, whether or not they've ridden with us before or if they've ridden with us just yesterday, we're going to ask them that. So that's kind of step one is health screens. Step two in the gondolas, we're actually asking coaches not to ride with their guests. Um, so this is to protect the coach, you know, what if the gondola goes down for a couple minutes? Like we can't necessarily maintain that six feet of, uh, social distancing in the gondola cabin. So we've just asked all the coaches to ride, you know, separately from their guests, um, which has created some, you know, creative coaching opportunities where I've seen other coaches, you know, FaceTiming their guests from the other cabin <laughs> or <laughs> texting them back and forth or talking to them. Um, you know, as it comes through the terminal, that kind of thing. But we've been doing that. Um, it seems to be working. And then also for like our kids program, we've definitely seen like identified, you know, certain kids keep coming and we've tried to create somewhat like family units out of those kids. So it's the same kids, ideally the same coach. We do our best to try to make that happen in the kids program. Uh, but it's one of those things where, of course, you know, if the coach sells themselves on a private lesson or something, then we have to, uh, you know, do a little bit of swapping around. But for the most part, we've been trying to create those family units of riders, so to speak, and, and get the kids to actually social distance and ride separately as well. So now if you got a group of four plus the coach, you have five cabins going up separately. But truthfully, it is the safest way to get up there, um, you know, and then ride out on the trail. Now, Jonathan, not to switch the subject from cycling, but uh, this sounds like a really good opportunity for you to be learning some things on how to redevelop product, how to safely run in the winter. Uh, absolutely, George. Um, winter and summer are different beasts, right? Anyone who lives in a ski area um, uh, knows that the summer business wall the town can be incredibly busy and dense because people are there in the middle of the day. Um, the quantity of people that are here and that we serve in the winter and take care of is um, uh, exponentially more. So um, summer's 
like a mini practice session for winter and you get to try stuff and figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work. Thankfully, thanks to what Kevin's done and what, um, the managers at the Snowmass, um, uh, the school at Snowmass, and also the mountain, and, and every component of the company have been have done some very creative things to keep things uh, safe and healthy and moving, as Kevin has put out there. Also, things like disinfecting gondolas and and uh, taping off ways to, to access the gondola that uh, are a minimum of six feet apart for groups of people, and um, uh, more moving purchases and waiver systems and. Uh, online so we don't have to go inside and we have mask rules in, in public space but um essentially we're looking at taking the best practices of those things and figuring out how do we scale them for the winter now kevin were you surprised by the response that you've gotten and and the number of crowds and as a second part of that question uh were you having any trouble with staffing coaches <laughs> yeah um i think yeah, we're a little surprised. I mean, I think we going in, we just didn't know what to expect. We figured, uh, you know, biking, uh, rafting, you know, climbing, any outdoor pursuit, there's not as many, you know, events or even, you know, things like weddings that sometimes brings people to you know, destination resort towns, things like that. So it was a little surprising, but then I think we, we figured, oh, okay, yeah, I guess everybody wants to bike. And the fact that, you know, we kind of joke that it's actually like the year of the bike, but in some ways it's almost like a biking revolution because it's really hard to order bikes, um, to get parts for bikes, things like that, because there's such a high demand for doing stuff outside and cycling, you know, biking is just one of those things that I think people have kind of found and are kind of falling back in love uh, with, or maybe they were always in love with it, but there's a little bit of a renaissance going on. So that's, uh, has been you know a little surprising, but at the same token, we we're loving it. Um, I will just say like one kind of caveat is like a bike park. Just to kind of clarify some stuff is uh, in the mountain bike world is very similar to like the terrain parks or kind of the freestyle aspect of mountain biking uh, because there's man-made features like jumps, um, wall rides, which are like wooden features, you know, kind of wooden berms, things like that. So a lot of times you know, guests aren't necessarily, you know, they, they just want to ride and go mountain biking. Uh, but the bike park itself is a little, you know, somewhat different. But at the same token, it's it's most of that adrenaline rush of skiing and snowboarding going down the hill uh, that our guests, you know, really enjoy. So we also have a saying that, you know, most people, most of our guests who are winter skiers and snowboarders, they, don't, they just don't know that they're also downhill mountain bikers yet <laughs> until they come out. <laughs> with one of our coaches. Um, but to your other point, you know, the hiring, we, we actually have hired um, quite a bit more and it kind of goes like this. I usually ride with that, that coach. They tend to sometimes come from the ski and snowboard, you know, side in the wintertime. Uh, maybe they're not in the Southern hemisphere this summer. So I tend to ride with them and figure out that they're a pretty decent rider. Then the next day we do a little bit of training and then all of a sudden they're booked on a request private because they have that relationship with their guests already. Their guests are here um, and then they're out in two to three days out there coaching uh, their guests. So that has happened a handful of times and I continue to see that happening some more. 
Um, and in some ways I'm trying to really hard to maybe capture some of these people who go to the Southern hemisphere and say, Hey, downhill mountain biking is super fun. And, and, uh, you should stay here for the summer because <laughs> it's, it's really fun. Um, but yeah, I think that's, you know, we've definitely hired more and business levels are way up and, you know, we're, we're just busy and we're, we're very thankful to be busy. Now, Jonathan, how does this work? Uh, most of the business people from out of state who are coming in or, you know, I want to come over and try the bike park and do some downhill because I'm always going uphill. Um, can I just come on out to Aspen? How does it work to uh, get a lesson? Uh, just, just come on by. We offer both group and private lessons. Um, as far as it, is it out of state? Is it, uh, is it in state? The answer is yes. You know, the summer market in most areas is a little different than the winter market. Um, it's more, especially for destination, it's a little more drive to. But, um, you know, our domestic mix is not that different than where it has been in the past from what I've seen so far. I know not all the data is analyzed yet, or at least not analyzed in public yet. But, um, uh, our normal summer mix is, um, well, our normal mix is, you know, New York, LA, uh, New York, California, Texas, um, a little bit of Midwest, a lot of Chicago, Florida, and a lot of Colorado. The Colorado participate, uh, uh, visitation goes up in the summer. Uh, but it's, um, it's, it's not that different, just more because a lot of people who would go overseas are, are not, um, we are still seeing some international travel, like uh, uh, guests from Mexico, um, although I think there's some, some border restrictions going into place um, and getting stricter by the day there. We'll see how that goes. However, um, uh, if you want to show up and take a lesson, yeah, there's a bunch of options. Basically, you can show up, and uh, George, if, if you want to take a lesson, I'm sure Kevin and I will just go right with you. But um, the... Uh, uh, the products we offer are just a straight ticket, ticket and rental, ticket, rental, and a group lesson, um, which are basically maximum, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, six, is that correct? In a group lesson? Yeah, in the group lesson, we, we shoot for six, six as the max, because um, you can get spread out pretty well on a, on a bike trail, so we tend to get the group sizes a little bit smaller. Yeah, that six is, is unusual to be that to be that many, but we have that. And then we have half day and full day privates. Um, what's interesting, and this is kind of telling for the winter is, um, we expected a significant decline in, um, we forecast a significant decline to like next to zero in group lessons would, would be willing to do that in this environment. Um, and we expected a, um, a, a partial decline in the flat in private lessons. And that is just not what's happened. Group lessons are flat to 10% up and private lessons are somewhere in the vicinity of a whopping 350% up. Wow. And that was a pretty lame response to that, but I can't say anything else. That is amazing. I wouldn't expect that for winter, but I would because just because of, of, of scaling, but it is telling there's some, I should say there's some indicators to that. Um, there's a large portion of people that are not concerned about doing group lessons as long as you make them small. So when I say six is our max, it's not six is our average. It's our max. I mean, Kevin, how many did you have to go out this afternoon? 
there was just one this afternoon, right. but there was five in the morning. <laughs> right. So we kind of, you know, three threes and fours are pretty common. Um, and, you know, I think that's going to be the key is some data we found by mining some of our guests and other resorts that um, uh, that shared back and forth and basically say, you know, if we can get our group lessons down to that three, four, five, we'll, people are more interested in that. One, their family can fill it up, they can fill up their friends, or they know they're not going to be in tight quarters of people. And then the demand for, for private experiences, um, for those who, who can afford it, who want to be here, it's, it's going to be there in some manner. Well, Kevin, Jonathan, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. Kevin, anything you want to say in conclusion? Uh, yeah, sure, George. You know, I think, um, you know, one of the things just to, just to touch on is, you know, a lot of people are, are like, well, how hard can it be? Like, what do I really need a bike lesson? Like, it's just like riding a bike, right? <laughs> and what we found <laughs> is, um, you know, it's a lot of coaching. It's a lot of tips. It's a lot of guiding, especially in a bike park, because we have six trails just off the top of our gondola. Then we have another chair that actually goes up higher. There's three chill- trails off of that. We're building more. Um, so it's one of those things where you can connect different trails just like you would in skiing or snowboarding, you know, and kind of create a, de- a descent, um, and coming down. And I think that's just something that, you know, resonates with me where it's a lot of like, you know, the words clinics, coaches, guides, um, you know, tend to resonate a little bit more. We all do also offer, you know, cross country lessons, road biking. I mean, we can basically do anything. We've done a lot of learn how to ride, you know, two wheels and get off of training wheels. We tend to do that in a private lesson, um, but there's a lot of different things that we can do. Uh, but it's just one of those things where, you know, getting the word out to the guest and, you know, how, how can we do that? And uh, the one kind of timely piece that I would also mention in there is uh, Nick Heron had, had introduced, you know, there's a new partnership with the Professional Mountain Bike Instructors Association, the PMBIA. Um, and we at Snowmass, we've partnered with them as their our certification provider. And uh, the cool thing about that partnership is now, you know, uh, snow pros can actually get credit for doing some of those courses or vice versa, which is a neat partnership and uh, something that we're very supportive of. And if anyone out there is listening and wants to be a bike coach in Snowmass, just please talk to me because we could probably use some help. <laughs> Jonathan, anything you'd like to say to sum up? I think Kevin basically said it. Um, it's uh, it's an interesting time to figure out. Uh, um, I mean, everything about the current environment is, is straight problem solving. It's <laughs> um, between uh, figuring out how to keep staff safe and comfortable come in, in at work and that's that is the most important piece to keeping guests safe which those two go hand in hand to uh then once you, if you figure out those 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 pragmatic issues then um trying to figure out what is an enticing um product mix and way to operate it gives some degree of normalcy and transformative ex- exceptional experiences in our in our, our wonderful mountain environment with the kinds of restrictions and options that are there and what's what we're finding and i would encourage anyone who's in in pro- program design programmatic design or, or um, uh, ski school management out there is that the things that we're finding the things that we're learning through kevin's program our camp program our private lesson program and our planning for winter are um the things we're changing 
are not things that we will probably unchange in a lot of ways going back unchanged, whatever that word is, right? Um, uh, go, when, when, when we return to something normal, we're trying to find things that um, uh, enhance the guest experience overall while adhering to the current environment. You know, never waste a good crisis, right? <laughs> and it seems like you're doing a great job with it. Well, one thing about socially distanced and small groups is it creates a more premium product in the mountain environment. I mean, why do you go there? You go there to be socially distanced. You don't go there to be with lots of people. So there are elements that we from the snow sports industry, the mountain sports industry can learn from this and say, maybe that's what we should be offering people. It's healthier. It's, it's a better experience. It's a better way to experience nature. And if we keep that in mind, then as challenging as this environment is, we will learn something from it and be better and more responsible as an industry uh, it, when, when we exit this situation. Kevin Jordan, Jonathan Ballou, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us this evening. Thank you, George. Thank you, George. From the PSI ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.